absorb information, learn, join the dots, begin to understand who can help you, but also with your friendship group, surround yourself with positive people that are gonna push you to where you wanna to get to. What is good, everybody? This is your host, Michael Sakand, founder and CEO of Our Future. We are the go-to podcast and media brand for Gen Z business leaders. We are redefining the way young people get in touch with their professional ambitions. And today I have an awesome interview with an awesome founder, Mr. Hugh Thomas. He founded Ugly Drinks. Ugly Drinks is an incredible sparkling water brand that he created in 2016 to bring a new voice, a new feel to a category that seemed to be lacking in connection with the younger generation. This is some of the best marketing I've seen for a CPG company. I'm incredibly impressed with what Hugh has been able to accomplish. If you share this episode you're listening to on your Instagram story and tag at Our Future HQ and at Ugly Drinks, you can win a month's supply of their subscription sparkling water. Yes, they do a subscription, very direct consumer. You can win if you put it on your Instagram story. Without further ado, let's dive into this awesome entrepreneurial story of an incredible CPG founder. The funny thing is, Hugh, is someone sent me your company like six months ago, back in, in May. Really? Yeah, and they were like, you've got to have this guy on, so I'm happy this all, oh, this all cool. happened. Sparkling water has really taken off as a category, especially as kind of the, the sugary beverage industry is seen as fattening as it should be. Um, tell me, what made you think that you could start a new brand in this super crowded space? Are you crazy? Like, Oh, so uh, I was obviously in London when we started the business. I now live in New York. But um, when we were in the UK, I used to work for a coconut water business called Vita Coco. And we were, we were working there in my very early 20s. And we were just noticing that more and more people wanted healthier beverages. And when you actually looked at what was in the fridges and on the shelves, everything was loaded with sugar. And it's not a small amount of sugar. It is an insane amount of sugar. It's like 35 grams straight into your body, no digestion, no chewing, straight to your pancreas. It just causes so many issues for so many people. You know, 60% of Americans are obese, similar percentage of Brits. Um, there was no LaCroix in the UK. There was nothing like that. And so we decided, let's, you know, me and Joe were in the pub as two like 24, 25 year olds um, in the Love UK. It. Let's do it. A couple it. of beers. Let's take on the world's biggest solar <laughs> company. Um, so yeah, but we felt that those big companies didn't speak to the the generation that was there. They didn't didn't have a, a fun tone of voice. They didn't do digital marketing. They didn't do direct to consumer. Um, and so we set about the long journey of trying to take it on. And, and now, you know, four years later, we're in the US uh, doing the same thing. So we've come a long way. Started this with essentially in the pub and then in our, you know, in my uh, front room of my apartment uh, in London with no cash. Um, and now, now we're, now, now you can buy this everywhere in the US and can, uh, in the UK as well. So can you buy this in grocery stores in the US or is it only digital yeah. in the US? Yeah, so region, regionally right now, like it depends where you are, but we the next 12 months will really scale across the country. So, um, you know, we are in some Kroger's right now, some public stores. Uh, we're talking to lots of other retailers in New York. We're in a bunch of independent retailers. You can get us online everywhere on uglydrinks.com. Um, Fantastic. Ugly drinks. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're rolling out this year. Yeah, yeah. So I think what's cool about beverage and CPG is it's such a social category. Uh, I've interviewed, you know, a few entrepreneurs in CPG drinks, one being Luke Anderson at Cannes, uh, the yeah. guys who've done the CBD right. beverage. Yeah. Uh, I've also interviewed Carlton Fowler, who is a VC for alcohol brands. 
uh, and he's investing exclusively in DTC alcohol companies because, you know, the, the ways in which beverages used to, I mean, alcohol is a little different, but it's like a social thing. Like when yeah. someone brings like an ugly, you know, they're drinking it over Zoom on a podcast, like it's just, it's just something you see. Um, what did you want to bring? Like, what kind of energy did you want to bring to the brand? You know, what, what, yeah. what, who is, who is someone drinking an ugly and like, what kind of emotions are they tapping into? No, so, so, so we came up with a brand around the same time that the last president in this country was, was coming to the fore and um, the phrase, you know, uh, fake news, alternative facts was there. Um, and there was a whole generation of young people that, you know, whatever political side you're on just wants the truth and just wants to read the facts and make up their own opinions. And we felt that was exactly the same in food and beverage, that there's been brands that have been around for 100 years. And in the advertising, you'll always see happy, young, healthy people. Uh, but at the end of the day, the drink is causing a lot of issues for a lot of people. And we felt that just needed shaking up. So when we looked at the naming, the branding, we just wanted to do things that spoke to us, that was rebellious, that was colorful, that was fun, that made ultimately choosing a healthy product something that you should be excited about. You shouldn't be making a sacrifice. You should be buying something that you love. Um, and the bonus should be that it doesn't have any bad stuff in it. Um, so we're playing around with fun flavors. You know, we're about to launch a cherry cola, a Dr. Ugly flavored uh, seltzer, but a fruit punch seltzer. We did a root beer that was limited edition online last week. And so we're borrowing from that, you know, streetwear, um, graffiti art style um, world of marketing and design, and then bringing that into beverage, which is pretty rare. So yeah, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And um, yeah. Why, it's, it's why the name Ugly? Why the name Ugly? So like part of what I just said is you have this idea of fake news, alternative facts. You have big brands telling you they're going to make you happy, make you stay awake all night, like make you more beautiful. And we just wanted to tell the ugly truth. And that's where ugly came from is that there's no sugar, no sweetener, no empty promises. It's just flavored sparkling water in a can. You can drink it without guilt. You're drinking one in the studio there, same category. But you could drink 10 cans and not feel that bad about it, right? And there's not many food and beverage products that you can think that about. And that's what's so exciting about it. So, yeah, it's just as it is, it's memorable. Um, it was easy to get trademarks realistically. We got social media handles and it was. And your you know, marketing's great. I mean, just yeah. the look and feel like you guys really invested in that. And what's interesting is the Internet has allowed you to, to create this brand because let me tell you, I interviewed Seth Goldman, the founder of Honest Tea, um, yeah. in, in July or September, sorry. And his problem was getting on a truck and uh, yeah. getting into stores. And like Snapple even threatened to like screw him over. Um, yeah. You can just distribute via the internet. And I think, what do you love most about DTC? Like it's such a buzzword, but like, what is the magic of it? I think the, the best thing about it is, is the community. Like we have our consumers emailing us, suggesting ideas. Like we're launching limited edition flavors every month. All the ideas have come from that community. Um, we asked them what flavors they wanted us to do next. They told us, so we did them. Like that isn't possible in stores. It's really hard to build that one-to-one -one relationship with consumers. And it's just been very special for us building that following and listening. Like, very hard to listen to people who bought your product in like a Walmart or a Kroger. Sure. Um, you can still do it, but when it's your own community and, and you have that one-to-one -one relationship and you chat to them on customer service, it's just so different. And that, that's what we yeah. love about. That's so cool. It must be so dope to be a founder. Like for me, when people reach out on Instagram and tell me they're, they found my pod from wherever, TikTok, wherever, and they love it. Like it's just yeah. a special thing. Like it must, you, you, you probably still see those emails as well. Right. Yeah. See, uh, see and you, answer, you probably answer them sometimes too. 
yeah, answer them. And like, there's no, there's no feeling like it. We have a Slack channel in a, in the company where that stuff shared like 24 seven. So everyone in the company sees it. And I think it, you know, the momentum, it, they're always the posts that get the most emoji responses on Slack. And um, it must be the same for you, right? It's like, wow, I did this podcast or I made this drink and somebody in this city the here is listening to it on their commute or drinking this on their way to work, right? It's yeah. pretty crazy. So, yeah, that's the best feeling, I think. Yeah. What, um, what dream flavor do you have in the, in the, uh, the mind? Like what is like oh. some wacky ass flavor that you've thought of yourself before that you want to do or you've done? No, we, well, I've been pushing our team to move to try some savory stuff out recently. So I did brief the team with uh, Nashville hot chicken and uh, pizza flavored seltzer recently, which oh my God. turns out it's really tricky to do. But I mean, the list of ideas is crazy. I mean, any sort of confectionery or sweet product you can imagine we've got on the pipeline. Uh, we've, I've even tried a uh, flavor that uh, is designed to taste like rain. So I think there's a, you know, there's a word, I think it's peltichor when the, the, when it's about to rain in a thunderstorm and like you can smell the tarmac in the water. Yeah. I've tasted that in seltzer form. Um, Wait, what? I'm not sure it'd be a massive Wait, hit. the humans, humans instinctively love that aroma. <laughs> yeah, that's all we tried. It, it, means it, but there's like, it means there's like water coming for our plants to like sustain yeah. us as a society. That's, so that's why we did it. I mean, it's a fascinating flavor, but um, whether it would take off or not, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, one of the really exciting things about flavor sparkling water is just how much opportunity there is. There's so many exciting flavors out there we can do. And, yeah. you know, generally the craziest stuff comes from our fans. So, that's um, so sick. some of it's way too crazy to even consider. But <laughs> That's so sick. That's so sick. Yeah. Um, that is awesome. Uh, so tell me, like, did you raise money for this thing? And, like, uh, how have you been able to expand from the UK to the US? Has, has it all been like bankrolled by your success and back in the UK to get over here? Like, tell me about it. Yeah, so, so like the first, first couple of years was all kind of bootstrapped. So it was like, we were still in full-time jobs, taking a salary out, buying a website or whatever it was at that time, a trademark or, you know, some samples. Um, then we did a very small family and friends round right before we did the first production run just to help us get the, that going. And then the first year of the business in the UK was, was us, selling to stores, going to stores, doing demos in stores. And we actually met um, our lead investors at the time doing a demo in Selfridges, which is a big department store in London. Um, so through the hustle, we met people and then they invested in us. And then, and then it was very clear that this business and this opportunity and the brand had opportunity in the US. And uh, that's when we really started raising money from you know serious business people who loved the vision, loved the idea and funded us to make this expansion. So We've had a, we're very lucky to have had people who believe in where we're trying to go and, and believe in the mission, but also the business. And um, yeah, that's, that's the exciting part of where we're that's headed. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, when you do something you love and have a lot of passion for it, like the money just seems to follow. Um, so it's great to see like you started off as a bootstrap business and you just kind of arrived where you wanted to be naturally. Like, I feel like you're right where you want to be. Like you're along for the journey. Like you're not wishing you had already exited with Coke. Like you're really interested in seeing where this thing goes. I can tell. And you want to go retail, like you're doing Publix and Kroger. That's nuts. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just a blast. Like there's no category like beverage where everyone has an opinion. It's fast moving. The pace is ferocious. It's like a team sport every day when you're working. Uh, you have to spin multiple different plates. You've got to talk to a factory. You've got to talk to a store. You've got to talk to yeah. an investor. They all require a different set of skills. And so you're always on your toes and learning every day. So I can't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. Yeah, I, I mean, you're right where you want to be in this universe. So 
Um, you know, before we head to your like kind of ending piece of career advice, um, you know, one, I think for anybody who's not a CPG founder, the real, the real like mystery behind the scenes is like, how do you, everyone has their own idea for a drink, but like, how do you do the confection? Like, how do you like, do you find a lab? Like that's the stuff like that. I don't understand it. I used to listen to podcasts and ask the question myself. And, um, the answer is just working out by going through the stages, but I'd say there's one question was one process that unlocks all the answers. And, and so you're joining the dots essentially, but if you ever find someone that can't help you always ask at the end of the call, do you know someone who can? So if you speak to a factory that says, no, we can't make this, ask them if they know someone who can pretty much all of the first connections we work with that produced the very first version of ugly all came through that question being asked at the end of calls and slowly, but surely I pieced it together. Um, and I probably did at one point Google exactly what you just asked me. Um, and it's funny how you can work through that. And the other thing is speak to founders who've done it. Most people had help up the ladder and pretty much every founder I've ever met is always willing to like pay it forward. So don't be afraid to send someone a DM, send me a DM, ask how I did it. Sick. Um, if I don't know it. They'll know someone who can Great. ask them if, ask them if they can help. And yeah, that's, uh, that's my advice. Sweet. So w- I mean, would you give kind of a more broader piece of career advice to anyone who wants to start a company that you've learned in the past, you know, five, five six years? Yeah, I'd say the best advice that I can give is um, that was that you become the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And mm. I think for me in my career, that's always been something I've not necessarily like consciously gone. I like you five people or but I'm always thinking about if I'm surrounding myself with positive influences and positive examples and spending time with people that I respect and admire. And nowadays that might not be in person. That might be the podcast you listen to, the books you read, the content you're absorbing, but really thinking about what the environment is that you're setting yourself up to. If you want to be a CPG founder, think about how you're setting yourself up for success there, absorb information, learn, join the dots, begin to understand who can help you, but also with your friendship group, surround yourself with positive people that are going to push you to where you want to get to, um, not people who will bring you down. And I think a lot of people could, should and should really spend time making sure that they have the right people and right support network around them, because without that, nothing happens. The other thing I'd say, and I know I'm rambling on, but is look after yourself. And it took me, you know, learning it the hard way, but like, you've got to build the foundation for success with health and wellness, mental health and physical health. Sure. And you have to build in practices to look after yourself because I was the sort of guy who was like, I'm never going to burn out. I can work 24 hours a day, never yeah. sleep. Um, and it just caught up with me. It took 10 years to catch up with me, but it did. Um, yeah. And so now, for, you know, I blocked in my calendar looking after myself time and it's actually made me better at my job and better at um, being a leader and a CEO and more focused and more efficient with my time and a lot less stressed. Um which makes me happier at work. So there's so many benefits to it. And it took me like 10 years to really learn about that prioritization. Well, that's great advice. I think we're heading in that direction of more mindfulness. And like, that's a core tenet of your brand, just being mindful of what you're putting in your body and also like who who you are and kind of how you look at yourself and you know, how you should be taking care of yourself, right? Like it's, 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 it all comes it's full the circle. Best career, best career advice. If you look after yourself and you're happy and confident, then you know, a lot of good things will happen. And if you start- yeah hanging out with other people that make you feel great. You'll feel great. Um, other people big you up. Introductions and magic will happen. And that's proved out for the case for me many times. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Hugh Thomas. Hugh is the co-founder and CEO of Ugly Drinks, 
if you share this episode you're listening to on your Instagram story and tag at Our Future HQ and at Ugly Drinks, you can win a month's supply of their subscription sparkling water. Yes, they do a subscription, very direct consumer. You can win if you put it on your Instagram story. Um, So thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, check out our newsletter at the link in the description of this podcast to learn about the events that we are doing for young entrepreneurs. Thanks for partying with me, guys. And as always, stay frosty.